Star Wars Action News is brought to you in part by Brian's Toys. At Brian'sToys.com, you can find Star Wars toys and collectibles from 1977 to the present. Brian's Toys has it all, from vintage toys and action figures right up to the latest releases. And when checking out, be sure to say you were referred to Brian's Toys by Star Wars Action News. So go check out the world's largest selection of Star Wars toys at Brian'sToys.com. Listening to Star Wars Action News, your source for Star Wars collecting news, reviews, and updates, helping Star Wars collectors collect better. Be sure to check out our website at SWActionNews.com, where you can see photos of the items discussed, chat with other Star Wars Action News listeners, and much more, including information on how you can be part of the show. Hello and welcome to a post-Blu-ray edition of Star Wars Action News. We're all blue-blued out. Blue-blued out? Yes. Is that what a digital person calls their girlfriend? They're blue? Yes, they're blue. You're my blue boy. We have a big episode of Star Wars Action News here going back to non-digital media collecting. We've got some sales, some item reviews, and Brock's coming up later with some news about later Star Wars book releases. But first, let's talk about the last convention of the season. Well, at least the last for us. Yes. Well, it seems to be the latest one that is big and noteworthy. There's a few wizard worlds that pop around. I mean, those things are year-round. But True. the big one that really the past couple years has sprouted like a weed is New York Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Three years ago, I hadn't heard about it. Two years ago, I heard about it. Last year, Ahmed Best was there. Sadly, not this year. Damn it. And we're going this year and not last year. You wanted me to go last year. And I know. I figured he'd be signing again elsewhere, but he has not yet. Ahmed Best, please, you have to sign. I have a ton of Jar Jar stuff to have signed. But we are going to New York Comic Con this year. Now, I want to clarify, we are not going for the Hallmark exclusive. We're not? No. We had talked about going long before Hallmark said there was an exclusive. Here's the thing. I just want an excuse to go to New York. That's, that's all I want. Not I, in February? Not in February. I want to go when I don't have to wear a parka and snow boots. Although I will say that New York's City is fantastic at snow removal, except when that blizzard hit. Other than that, it was fine. But we talked about it because we knew Hasbro was going to be there. They were telling us at San Diego Comic-Con there would be big reveals Mm -hmm. at New York Comic-Con. And for the show, we were like, we probably should go in order to cover this event, plus New York. For the show, wink, wink. So we had pretty much settled on going. We were already looking at airfare. And then Hallmark announced the ornaments. So I don't want it to come off as, oh, Hallmark ornaments, I'm going to fly to New York for that. That's not really the case. No, no, no. We're going to New York because Marjorie wants to. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Maybe we'll see Spidey again. No. (laughs) Maybe. But then it turns out New York Comic Con is going to be a great place for Star Wars panels and programming. They have got a lot of Star Wars panels announced, mostly Friday. Friday seems to be a bigger Star Wars day at New York Comic Con than it was at San Diego Comic Con this year. Yeah, there's quite a few. We've got Star Wars The Blueprints with Jonathan Rinsler. Now, if you aren't familiar with the name Jonathan Rinsler, he 
wrote the amazing making of Star Wars, making of Empire books. He's working on making of Return of the Jedi. We've had him on the show a couple times. You can go into our archives and hear those interviews. He's worked on so many Star Wars books, though. The Sounds of Star Wars, Star Wars The Blueprints. He's really a tremendously prolific Star Wars nonfiction author. He worked on Frames as well, just really into the publishing. So very cool to see him do a speaking presentation because he showed up at Comic-Con a couple years ago promoting making of Star Wars. I think he was at Celebration, but he's not made that many appearances. So it's going to be cool that he's going to be there talking about the blueprints. Then we've got a Star Wars collectibles panel. This is more the high-end collectibles with Lucasfilm licensing's Chris Spitali. He's going to be talking about stuff from FX collectibles, Gentle Giant, Sideshow. I don't know if those companies are going to have reps, but he's going to be there representing them. There's going to be two panels on Star Wars The Old Republic on Friday, one at 2.30, one at 6.30. The first one is the main panel. Then there's a Q&A panel. Bonnie Burton's going to be there doing Star Wars crafts. And then Friday night at 5, the big reason we're going is Hasbro's Star Wars action figure panel. They're going to be showing off some of the movie Legends line, which is news broken here on Star Wars action news, that they're getting rid of Saga Legends and replacing it with movie heroes. And then at 7.30, if you are one of the people who, like me at Celebration, stood in line to see Mark Hamill only to be denied, <laughs> he's going to be doing a spotlight panel Friday night at 7.30. And from 5.15 to 6, there's going to be a robot chicken panel. True, which is... Heavy into Star Wars. Yeah. Even when they're not doing a Star Wars special, there's usually a Star Wars yes. skit or two throughout the season. Then on Saturday, Jonathan Rinsler's doing another panel over a tremendous book. I just ordered this yesterday on Amazon. The Art of Star Wars Comics. This thing's a huge coffee table book. Glorious art. Some Crimson Empire cover. Saw it at Barnes & Noble. Immediately had to save 50% by ordering it on Amazon. <laughs> you know, there are so many coffee table books anymore that we need a room of coffee tables. <laughs> So that one is Saturday, because I guess Friday was just too full of Star Wars goodness. So with all of this going on, Hasbro's Reveals, New York Comic Con is the con for October for us, and mm -hmm. looking very much forward to it. Don't know if it'll become an annual thing or not. Also, Republic Forces Radio Network's Jen is going to be there, and look forward to seeing her. We haven't seen her since Celebration. So if you're going to New York Comic Con, drop us a note in the forums or on Facebook or an email. We're going to be giving out some more of the con badges we do, the series this year has been tremendous. It's been Chris doing incredible work, our graphic designer, Jedi Master Daddio, taking action figures and recreating classic movie posters. And he's done Reservoir Dogs and Social Network. Got another one coming up, our fourth of the year for New York Comic Con. So be sure to stop us if you see us there. We'll have Star Wars Action News and Marvelicious Toys shirts on, and we'll give you a free badge. And we thank you as thank you for listening. And since New York is a Comic Con, I kind of wanted to talk about something that we did Star Wars collecting a couple couple weeks ago that kind of we didn't talk about because we've talked about nothing but Blu-rays for two weeks. Yes. But I did have a birthday. Unfortunately, I get one every year. But you get presents every year then. That's true. That is true. I'd rather stay young and be giftless. Mm-hmm. Sure. You like presents. That's why I like giving them to you. Well, you really outdid yourself this year I on my did, birthday gift. didn't I? Why I, don't you tell the list? Well... Well, I guess it was about six months ago. You just casually dropped in either Marvelicious or Star Wars Action News. I don't remember which one. I think it was Marvelicious. Where you wanted to pick up the entire run of the Star Wars Marvel comics from the 70s, early 80s. And I filed that away in my little, you know, hard drive in my brain. And it came time for your birthday. And I'm like, well, why don't I do that? So I started thinking about this in July. And I spent all of July and August researching and buying you the entire line, issue 1 to 107 plus all three annuals of the 
this Marvel series of Star Wars comics. And you didn't just go off any eBay auction because you inspected every one to I make did. sure that they were fine to very fine condition. I did. And that none were the reprints from the recent Hasbro 2 packs. Uh-huh. They're all vintage original comics, except for the first six issues because those are very hard to find in the original printing. Yeah, you got me second printings of the first six, but the rest all first run. Mm-hmm. Great condition. Bagged and boarded. Yes, I did spend the Saturday morning before your birthday. Your birthday's on a Monday. And me and the dogs had a big bag and boarding party. And really, they didn't help much other than take the old boards. Because I, I put all new bags and boards. If they came bagged and boarded, I replaced it with new bags and boards. Because I didn't want them to look junky. Well, also, there's cheap bags and boards. Yeah. And then there's the good acid-free I have archival. the acid-free archival. And I even had to make a run to our local comic book store, which I avoided intentionally. Because we go every Wednesday to pick up new comics. And I didn't want him to say anything if he saw me in their shopping. So I had to carefully time my visit to go the Friday before your birthday to pick, try to pick up the supplies. And I was missing just a few issues still because there's a nasty eBay seller by the name of Stories Comics. They have a store in Virginia. Don't buy from them. They're incredibly dishonest. I, there's not enough characters in the feedback in eBay to leave the feedback I need to leave for these people. But don't buy from them Stories Comics. And it all ended up working out in the end. And I only had to buy like a few extra issues that I didn't plan on buying. But I did find them. And I think you only got one or two issues after your birthday or on your birthday. Mm -hmm. So it worked out really well. I had them all in a nice long box that fit exactly. I went to the comic book store and talked to our guy there and told him exactly how many comics I had, what I need, and he found the right box for me. He was very sweet to me. He carried it out to the car for me and everything. He's a nice guy. Now, for listeners who want to do this themselves, what methodology did you use and about how much did you pay? Well, here's what I did. One, I researched how many issues, looked at, you know, what people were selling on eBay. I did find a lot of them, which covered all but about 20 issues, which I think worked out really well. And I got that for a song. Not to tell you how much it cost, but you could figure it out anyway. I got uh, issues one through 106, missing roughly about 20, 25, plus the annuals for about $130. Wow. Yeah. That is really good because we went to a Slackers Comics in St. Louis the mm -hmm. other day, and we were I was just looking to see what they had there and they were charging eight dollars an issue for every star wars comic yes. they had from that era well and then the holes i filled through some ebay sellers i found that had most of the issues i needed so I, we could combine shipping and then the rest of them i picked up from midtown comics they have a fabulous online website where you can just buy everything you need insanely cheap prices they don't rip you off and a lot of times they're having a sale i got quite a few issues there and they were having a sale 25% off. And I don't think I paid more than $1.50 an issue on average. There were a few that were expensive, like issue 107, because the last one of the series was hard to find. I did pay over $10 for that, but I looked and that was what it was going for in fine or very fine condition. Was that the single most expensive issue? No, oddly, one of the most expensive ones was in one of the ones in the 90s for some reason. Um, from 90 to 100, I don't remember what, exactly what issue it was, but there was one of them out there that was... It was higher than the last one, but I don't remember why it was so expensive. I don't know if it was a limited run or if that was when the line was winding down. Well, I just checked Midtown's site. I didn't see any in the 90s that spiked above any others in the 90s. But just to let you know what a deal you got, Midtown is selling all of those in the 90s on sale right now for about $9 an issue. So just those 10 issues would have run close to what you paid for mm -hmm. a almost full run plus annuals. So. Yeah, I mean, I think I got a really great price. Aside from the hassle that 
stories comics gave me because what happened was they were selling multiple lots and I never got my shipping. So I politely asked and didn't respond. I waited 24 hours. I sent another email, waited 24 hours, another email. And I said, you know, one last chance before I take other action. And then they said, oh, it's shipped. And I said, I have the tracking number. No response. I waited 24 hours and I want to be all hopped up and crazy and emailing them all the time. And finally they figured it out as they shipped my order to someone else's. And so the one they had to ship me was missing different ones than they said it was, but it included ones that they told me they were already missing. So I ended up with only four extra comics out of this whole thing, which we can sell, I guess. And they did go ahead and ship it to me priority because it was their mistake and I didn't pay for it because I wasn't going to. But I emailed them and told them because what I got even still was wasn't what they told me in the email I was going to get. And they said, well, whatever. We'll just take the bad feedback on that. So obviously they don't care about their customers or any stories, comics. Don't buy from them. But I had you fooled. Yeah, you did. I had no idea what you were getting me this year. Some years you telegraph it by asking me questions and things. And this year, I really had no clue what you were doing. I was trying to think back to things you'd talked about in the past and guessing maybe an Atari 2600 or something like that, because you talked about that last Christmas a lot. And so I was really trying to figure it out. You gave me first a gift bag <laughs> full of like some random comics, like Marvel comics, including Star Wars, all number 37, because I to reveal my age. I turned 37, but I didn't even get the correlation. I'm like, why are you buying me ROM, the comic? I really, do you misunderstand the things I like? <laughs> I mean, this is what I was thinking. Does some part of you think I like ROM? I, okay, but here's the thing. It threw you off the trail. You thought I'd give you a really crappy gift. And then when you opened, I wrapped this box, which I had laid on its side. So you did think it was an Atari. Actually, I didn't think it was an Atari. I didn't know what it was. It was just this large box. I was afraid you'd be able to feel as a comic long box. I felt it had a weird lid, but I, it was, it's not a long box is the thing. It's, it's a short, short box. box. And so I, it's special. I've never owned a short box. I always buy long boxes because I don't do anything half measure. So I, but it's the entire set in a box all bagged and boarded. I wrapped up the entire box and let you open that. Yeah, you did marvelously. I had no clue this was coming and it is a great gift because it is something I've wanted for many years. And it's maddening. Let me tell you, it was maddening to try to get all these issues. I had spreadsheets going. I had to keep track of where I bought them from different places. It was insane. Oh my gosh. And my thing is, I just didn't want to pay a lot for them. And when I'd see them sometimes, I wouldn't know what good issues are as far as prices. So I'd go to like Wizard World and see some, but not know are these good prices. And really, I'm kind of a, I like to one and done it and pay the convenience fees. So I'd be looking for an eBay auction that's absolutely complete and if I paid there's not five extra. There's not one that's complete. That's the thing mm -hmm. is I really had to look and keep watching eBay to find the ones that were selling mostly complete lots. Never saw one complete lot at all. I only saw lots with missing comics. So when it came down, early July is when I started researching and looking to see what was out there. Kind of kept an eye on it for a few weeks to see what things were going for. I asked Nathan P. Butler what a fair price would be, and I came in well under his fair price estimate. Thank you, Nathan, for your help. However, you're a little high. I ended up getting a fantastic deal on these comics, and because I even got the annuals included, which were uh, apparently that's hard to get. I don't know. Midtown has them for three bucks. Yeah, I. 
But it was, it is maddening. And I would really suggest if you're going to tackle something like getting an entire run, try to find the most complete lot you can or with the best condition and then go from there and just piecemeal. And if you do enough research, I mean, I spent plenty of Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings while you were asleep, sleeping in, looking at different eBay auctions, trying to figure out the ones that I would be missing from the complete lot that I'd already purchased, but it hadn't shipped because they're idiots, where I could buy most of them from the same eBay seller. Yeah. Combined shipping. Shipping kills you anymore. I mean, Plus, I found, because of the way the eBay system set up with the buy it now, these guys will wheel and deal. I really? got, oh, yeah, if you're buying multiples, I got um, some of these sellers to make me deals on some of the ones I was buying. If I bought, like, if I was buying more than three, I'd say, hey, I want to buy this, this, and this, and this. What would you do for me? And now that we look at buying shipping, they'll knock like 25% off. Very nice. Yeah. So there's another thing you can use. I don't think you thought I could do this. Never even... Never crossed my mind. Yeah. And I had no idea you were spending so much time doing it. Yeah, it was hard. I'm not going to lie. It was hard. But knowing that you loved it and it was actually a good gift and really just kind of blew you away makes it worth it. Because it's really hard to buy gifts for everybody's like, oh, it must be easy. He loves Star Wars and Marvel. No, it's not. Because I can't just go buy action figures for him. He's in the Brian's Toys One of Every Figure Club, which takes care of that, and it's a lifesaver, not going to lie there. Marvel... It's also a marriage saver. Yes, it is. Instead of, let's stop at another Walmart. Let's stop at another Walmart. Let's stop at another Walmart, because in the past year, the way figures have been... I know. I'd I'd be living in Walmart. I mean, I can buy you Marvel stuff, but again, am I buying you action figures? Some of the stuff you like, some of it you don't. There's a lot of crap out there for Marvel, like there is for Star Wars sometimes. So, this was a really well-thought-out gift. I had planned this as soon as I heard you say it. That you wanted to do that someday. And the way you said it, I was like, oh, one day I want to pick up all those. <laughs> I knew you never would. You'd have to get the wild hair and. Yeah, that's. <laughs> it would have to become. And a... it'd probably be someone else did it. So you're like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. I should start looking at that. And then you'd lose interest and not do it. Unless it happened to be a full moon where you get obsessed over it. That happens. I can't deny. But I will say, when I went to the, our comic book store to get my supplies, he he was very good. And he thought, he asked what I was doing. And he's the one who helped me pick out all the number 37s. And we just were going through all the back issues, finding just really weird random comics and he's the one who found rom he's like here this one will really blow his mind yeah that's the one that sticks out the most yeah but all the guys there because the owner was there in addition to the guy that we usually do with and two guys selling stuff they were very impressed with what i was doing they thought it was very sweet it was it was one of the best gifts you've ever given me so thank you you're welcome but i thought it was a good collecting story to share with the Mm -hmm. listeners and i know several listeners have talked to me including a couple staff members who wanted to go down this path as well and i think you did it at a phenomenal price and that matters as much as the gift (laughs) well you know i didn't really set a budget i knew i wasn't going to spend a thousand dollars on it but at the same time i love getting a deal and i i worked hard to not get ripped off because people it happens if there's star wars on something people suddenly think they can put their kid through college with it you mean i can't no you can't even put our dogs through obedience school with it. But I did find some other good comic shops in the mix of things. Like we found a good one in Missouri that has little tiny comic shows down in St. Louis. So, you know, there's some interesting things there you can find out. And it was a lot of fun. I learned a lot about comics and the different conditions. And I'm sure that Stories Comics thinks I'm just a raging nut because they said all their comics were in fine or very fine. I pointed out that there were clearly five that were not in fine or very fine. So they probably thought I was like comic book girl. I don't see Stories. Or is comics is our advertiser anytime in the near future. Oh, no, I'm pretty sure they can't <laughs> afford it. They seem to be running a rinky-dink operation. Well, thank you again for the gift and wanted to just, I always like to share when things are a little unusual and vintage like that. Lately, I think it's Hasbro's distribution and some of the
some of the character choices by Sideshow and General Giant lately, I've been finding a lot more joy in the vintage than I have in the modern. Well, and see, some things I don't enjoy buying for you because it's just very rote. Mm -hmm. But if I can get you something that... Like when I bought you your first Code 3. Mm-hmm. That was something. Yeah, that was Because amazing. it was your first. The X-Wing. Yes, we... where you just kept staring at... I thought you were staring at your lovely wife, but you were <laughs> staring at the lovely X-Wing because I happened to be sitting next to it. But that meant something. But if I just went and bought you the latest sideshow coming out, that doesn't mean anything. No, and I've probably already pre-ordered it anyway. Exactly. And now they have non-refundable deposits. Yes. And I like I bought you the Tony Stark Hot Toys, which was your first, and mm-hmm. now you have bought all the Iron Men. Well, that's because you decided for my birthday that hot toys were no longer good gifts. So I was like, okay, she's not buying me anymore. I'm just going to load up. I honestly, because you went on this hot toy frenzy, I didn't know which ones you had pre-ordered, bought, had shipped to you. I made you a list. I don't have it. It's not in Google Docs. It doesn't exist. Okay, Dracosta knew. But I've just, the vintage stuff I've been finding lately at conventions and comic stores and magazines, books and comics and toys from that era, just really, they're hitting a sweet spot for me that even with their vintage collection, again, I say distribution is likely the reason Hasbro's just not doing it. And so it's just so cool that you were able to hit that sweet spot with these comics and get me something I didn't have that I'd wanted for years. And the legwork is as much of a gift as the money spent. So again, thanks. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And speaking of Hasbro's poor distribution, we have very little in the way of a store report this week. We do have some reports coming in that the Revenge of the Jedi figures are starting to hit at retail. We've had some emails and people on Facebook saying that they've been getting those lately. We thought we found some. (laughs) We didn't read too closely. We saw the word Revenge on the card and thought they were it and then realized, wait, Revenge of the Sith, not Revenge of the Jedi. Same font. Same font. It happens. Really wondering why Grievous was on a Revenge of the Jedi card. Or Commander Gree. Then it all made sense. Now, Jedi Temple Archives has confirmed that despite Entertainment Earth listing the case breakdown as having the white Endor Trooper, it is in fact the black Endor Trooper that people were wondering about distribution of. Was the Death Star set going to be the only way to get it? If you ordered the case, Entertainment Earth had shipped those out, and it is the black soldier. So you can have more racial diversity in your troops. There are some sales this week that you probably want to hit and get some things at a good price. Toys R Us has Legos on sale, only on selected sets. So you can get 30% off the Falcon and Podracer sets. They've also got all figures, which means all figures. They showed it in the ad, the vintage line, two for $12.99. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Yakface first reported this and said included vintage. And I'm like, really? Because how many times have they run ads like two for $9.99, not vintage included? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So here, too, for twelve ninety nine, not as great a bargain on the Clone Wars figures, but still a little bit of savings. But on Vintage, that is close to half off because they're ten ninety nine a figure at my local Toys R Us. So now two for twelve ninety nine. Please go buy all the peg warmers. There's lots of troops there, lots of stormtroopers, clone troopers. You know, everybody clamors for these troop builders, but then they just sit there. So are they overproducing, or are people not building troops? Or have you built your troops and you're like, oh, I don't really need anymore? I'm wondering if at ten. 99 people yeah. just don't need that many troops that could be they also have their exclusive y-wing on sale this week for ten dollars off
off. Too bad I already bought it. Didn't you buy it on sale? No. No. It was less than 30 days ago. True. We can try the receipt match. Yeah. They have a bunch of exclusives that are showing up. Their exclusive mini rigs, including the Yavin hangar vehicle and the Geonosian speeder, have been spotted by Jerry. They also, their video game figures. I finally was able to get my The Force Unleashed set that I really thought I would have to eBay, and they have restocked the Republic Commandos as well. Their spy toys. I had seen these in the end cap display recently. Didn't know these had actually shipped. We'd seen these at Toy Fair last mm-hmm. year where you can get like probe droid room alarms and things like that. They're right now buy one, get one half off. So be sure to check that out. A great Christmas gift idea. Yeah, those are especially for little kids or I guess the middle, of the, not quite teens. Little boys would probably like that stuff. It really blends with that Uncle Milton yeah. line where it's kind of fungicational, but it doesn't try to be quite so educational. It's more spy gear. So it's still like a thinking toy because you're going to try to use it in different ways. I don't know. It it seems more imagination getting than, say, a video game or something Mm -hmm. like that. But very much in that same realm. In fact, when I pointed them out to you, you thought they were Uncle Milton items. I did because they had a very similar packaging style, which he has in Star Wars. But, I mean, the way the package design looks, it looked like it just very – it blends in with the Uncle Milton products. And it was right below the lightsaber room lights. So I just thought they were the same and I – I had forgotten about these from earlier in the year. I mean, there's a lot of product that gets shoved in my head, so <laughs> I just can't keep it all straight sometimes. Then when I see it on the shelf, I'm like, oh, wait, did we know about well, this? Well, also, things we see at Toy Fair sometimes never hit retail. That is very true. Toy Fair is a lot where people gamble their ideas and hope that the licensee will pick them up. Mm, like we saw Code 3, yes, the makers of the ships, yeah. had a kitty pinball table. Yeah, it was like a laptop pinball table. And it got released a couple years later by somebody else or a similar product. But Mm -hmm. this one actually had big legs. It was standing pretty tall for a kid's table. I never saw this exact one. So there's all kinds of stuff we see that never hits retail. So the spy gear hitting retail was a little bit of a shock. Then there's always the things you see that only are available like online at Think Geek or what have you. A lot of them do just only have online distribution. For some people, Toy Fair is a make or break with their toys. I mean, people go with new ideas, try to get distributors, someone to manufacture it. There's a huge, huge financial stake for a lot of people there. It's quite an interesting thing to kind of study and read up on. But those did make it and are at Toys R Us. And then finally at Toys R Us, the Death Star Trench Run exclusive set. This is the big set at Toys R Us this year, kind of continuing what they did last year with the Rise of Boba Fett set with the two vehicles that you can still find on store shelves a year later. This thing is massive. It's huge. I would say that cubic inches, it's the same as the Falcon, the BMF. Might even be a little bigger. It's certainly taller or longer. Yeah. I have to say this could be pretty giant with the patching. It's pretty cool packaging, too, because there's a window on top and a window in front. And on the inside, they've got where it looks like the trench run Mm -hmm. in the Death Star surface. It's very cool. Very unique packaging. If you're not going to open it, I would just leave it. Don't open it for the sake of opening it if you're not going to play with it because it looks really cool. It really does. They do some nice things with some of these window packages. You get Darth Vader's TIE Fighter and Luke Skywalker's X-Wing. Now, we got this at ToysRUs.com when they 
had it on sale for about $85 with free shipping. And so I was really happy with that. At retail, this is at our store for 110 and I've heard some other people say they have it for 100 I love this set. I love the vehicles in it because, again, A New Hope, the Death Star Trench Run. This is really, again, hitting that sweet spot for me a lot more than the landing shuttle is on the Clone Wars line that I'm still waiting for a bigger sale on. But this, at $100, I, I feel it's priced a little too high for what you get because you get a big X-Wing. And yes, this X-Wing has been released several times before. How much was it? Depending on the release, it was between 40 and 60 Okay. And then you get Darth Vader's TIE Fighter, which has been released several times in the $25 range. So at 100 you're paying too much, I think. Even with two figures, you get an R2 with some damage and a Luke. It's almost the right price. I feel at 85 it was the right price. It wasn't a bargain, but it was the right price. But here's the thing. Are you thinking it's high price because you feel you should get a bargain because it's a bundle? If I were to buy these things individually, I don't think I'd pay 110 is what I'm saying. So at 85 I feel like if I were to buy them individually, that's what I would have paid. To buy them in a bundle, I would like a savings, but at the very least, I don't want to pay more. I mean, Toys R Us is always higher priced than every place else, but I just think this set will go on sale again. I got it online for $85. I was supposed to get the free thumb drive. They were out of the thumb drive, so they sent me a blind package trash monster, a $2 item instead of a $15 thumb drive. Thanks, Toys R Us. But I was happy to get this set and to get it for the price I did. I certainly say, if you like the packaging or if you need these vehicles, look for it on sale. It's a great gift as well for a kid who would like two big vehicles to play with in one big gift set. Admittedly, it's only one package to unwrap versus four, but no, it's nice to see the original trilogy getting some big vehicle love this year. It's kind of a reverse of what they did last year, where they had the Clone Wars as the Toys R Us exclusive. I don't see these going on sale too much. Toys R Us is notorious for not clearancing things out, as evidenced by, what was that vehicle that sat there forever? Was it a Y-Wing? Well, they still have the Y-Wings, the yellow $70 Y-Wings. They still have the Rise of Boba Fett battle pack from last year. They only recently sold the last Lars Homestead. Yeah, so they have a history of not clearancing things. I don't think it'll go on clearance. I think it'll go on sale. They've been having a Star Wars sale every week recently, and I think that this was on sale. Our store didn't have it, so that's why I ordered it online, Mm -hmm. but between ToysRUs.com and the stores, given the Christmas season, I could see this going on sale again. So if you do buy it at full price, save your receipt. I'm very happy with the shipping. They just shipped it in the actual carton. There was no packing, but I guess UPS didn't beat it up. I got mine in great shape, better than the ones I've seen in stores. But given that the Y-Wing is an exclusive and it's $10 off this week, I think because of the Clone Wars being just a few weeks into the new season, because of the push for the Blu-rays, Star Wars is going to be a big thing this holiday season, and Black Friday, other holiday sales, Toys R Us's big book sales, there will be ways to get a savings on this. But it is a really, really nice set. And speaking of savings, in online news, Brian's Toys is having a 10% store-wide off coupon for in-stock items of Fall 1-1. You can use this on some of the Gentle Giant 12-inch vintage figures, the Jumbo Jawa. Jumbo Jawa. (laughs) That just sounds wrong. Jumbo Jawa. Or the Obi-Wan. Not the Jumbo Obi-Wan? Well, the Jumbo Obi-Wan. Ah. You can also get the Luke Skywalker or Count Dooku FX Stunt Saber, or they have in stock the Gentle Giant Blyer Fox Mini Bests. Again, fall 1-1 for 10% off, and be sure to mention that you heard about them from Star Wars 
Action News. Over at our other sponsor, Backstage Toys, they have the Tomy Mini Helmets. They have C-3PO for $9.99. If you are still buying those official Starships and Vehicles collection, we reviewed them a while back. They're the little metal vehicles that you can, coming from Diamond Distribution. I stopped getting the whole line, but a couple that I did like were the TIE Fighter and the Jedi Starfighter. You can get both for $17.99, and that's two vehicles for $17.99 at Backstage Toys right now. I paid $18 per vehicle. Yeah, but you gotta really look at these before you buy them. I think it was Reverend Strone who said it best. I think it's the Death Star we talked about, where he said it looked like someone applied the paint with a fork. But the Jedi Starfighter and the TIE Fighter were a couple yeah. of the better ones. Then, if you remember the Who's Your Daddy Death Star poster that you could get if you went to see Revenge of the Sith on Father's Day, that we went and bought tickets for the movie and we actually didn't have time to go, but we just wanted the posters, you could get that now for less than the price of a ticket. It's $4.99 at Backstage Toys. AFX has a new exclusive General Giants item. They are the Star Wars logo bookends. Now, they're just like the ones that used to be Borders exclusives, but instead of silver, they're gold. Well, considering that the silver silver ones were discontinued and clearanced all the hell, I think that these will be cheap if you wait long enough. I'm certainly waiting. I paid 60 for the Borders ones, and then when Borders went out of business, they still had some of these in stock, and some people were reporting on Facebook picking them up for $10. I'm going to set my price on the gold ones at 45 25% off their regular price. AFX gets some really cool exclusives from time to time, but they also get things like that gentle giant maquette with the Dianoga that at one point they were literally trying to give away with certain purchases. And I think that based on the sales of the silver bookends, unless they've really made a lot less of the gold ones, and these are limited to a thousand pieces, so it is less than the silver ones, but I don't know. It's a pre-order coming out in spring of 2012. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm again going to play the long game on them and set my price at 45 or less. Over at Think Geek, where you can find all kinds of super cool things anyway, they have Star Wars Lego bins to keep your Legos in, which is a fantastic idea, and I don't know why they didn't create these years and years and years ago, because I cannot tell you how many twisted ankles or cut feet I had from stepping on my brother's Legos. Because <laughs> he left them all over the floor. It happens. It, it does. I, I mean, I... There's nothing more painful than stepping on a Lego. Man, they have some sharp edges. Let me tell you. Oh, my gosh. These are great. As a parent, I think that any parent would want them. I, I mean, I was like, oh, I should get these for my dog toys. But these are really cool. And I think any little kid would love to keep their Lego stuff in there. Or their Star Wars toys. You don't have to put Legos in it. You can put anything else in there. And they're really attractively priced. eleven ninety nine to nineteen ninety nine. And while you're there, you know you can pick up something for you. Because ThinkGeek has super cool stuff. We also saw, speaking of the Lego bins, Toys R Us had a minifig holder. So you can put them all in there. Like looks like one of the rides at the carnival where you spin real fast and they slide up the wall. Mm-hmm. But you can put your minifigs in the Falcon. That and- was so cool because, I mean, how many of us have the old Hasbro from the 90s Millennium Falcon carrying case? It's cool to see one for the Legos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. I like it. It's perfect for minifig collectors who just get, like, the keychains or other types of minifigs. I should have picked it up because I've got a ton of keychains that I yeah. can use at home. Next up, we have Brock, who's going to talk about the 20th anniversary edition of Heir to the Empire, my favorite Star Wars book ever, and the latest Fate of the Jedi book. (laughs) 
this is Brock, Star Wars Action News Book Club Liaison, with a spoiler-free as possible review of Star Wars Fate of the Jedi Ascension by Christy Golden and Heir to the Empire 20th Anniversary Edition by Timothy Zahn. Review copies courtesy of Delray Books. Avaloth, licking her wounds from her last battle with Master Skywalker, seemingly has decided to ally herself with the Lost Tribe of the Sith as they share similar goals of taking over the galaxy. Instead, she decimates their homeworld of Kesh and allies with a small contingent of the Lost Tribe, including Vistara Kai's father. Luke Skywalker, before returning to Coruscant now that his sentence has been repealed, takes Ben, Jaina Solo, and Vestara to search planets all over the galaxy that have former Sith ties to hunt down where ship may have taken Abeloth in an effort to finish the battle once and for all. Meanwhile, the fragile new leadership of the Galactic Alliance also faces threats from the moths of the Empire Remnant and the recently deposed Admiral Dalla, who all have their own plans to restore the Empire to its former glory. Star Wars Fate of the Jedi Ascension is actually review proof. This book can be the worst Star Wars book ever written, but if you have read the previous seven books in the Fate of the Jedi series, you are going to read this book no matter what I say. <laughs> I am happy to report it isn't the worst Star Wars book ever written. Far from it, in fact, but unfortunately, it isn't the best Star Wars book ever written either. Ascension being book eight of a nine book series, this book has obligations. While reading other books in this series, it felt that the authors have a small list of things that have to happen in this book, and then a whole lot of other stuff that's also happening. And those marks have to be hit. Sometimes those marks are hidden in an engaging storyline, expertly disguising the necessary series plot points, while allowing for solid character development, making for an enjoyable and interesting read. Other times, they are disguised less successfully. Ascension needs to lead up to the climactic ending of the series in Book 9, and more often than not, it felt that way. More on that in a moment. But there are plenty of things to like in Ascension. The opening chapters where Abeloth decimates the Lost Tribe's homeworld were a solid read, and we get some unexpected character moments there with Saber Kai. There is a good space battle towards the end, some minor plot twists that were satisfying, and the book ends strong. The squibs make a welcome return, or unwelcome depending on personal preference, and provided a perfect way for the gaps to be filled in for our heroes. Good character moments are few in Ascension. Jag was given some good scenes, but the strongest character arc in this book is Vistara Kai's. Here we see her finally make a decision on what side of the force she will ally with. How she confronts her past and comes to grips with her future make for the best reading of this book. Ms. Golden gives us such a satisfying conclusion to Vistara's path here while setting up potential for great drama ahead. The conspiracies are fun if you can follow along with the numerous cast of characters. At times, I was happy that I was taking notes for this review because it seems like we go extended stretches without long-time familiar characters to anchor us. I also like that people are seemingly ahead of one another. No one here is head-slapping stupid, and the one-upmanship can be a lot of fun. And with these conspiracies, they were able to tie in some seemingly loose plot threads from other books, like the slavery revolts, into the main political plot. And after all this time, I was thankful for that cohesion. 
reading how the Galactic Alliance or the Moths are trying to ally with these newly elected senators from these previously unrepresented planets brought some of this political maneuvering, if you pardon the expression, back down to Earth. I was completely able to follow their motivations. Yet for a book that is full of conspiracies and double crosses, this book lacks any real surprise. The big reveal that leads us to the conclusion of this series I saw right at the beginning, within the first 70 pages. Because if you were following all the clues that the books in this series have been telling us about the ambitions of the Lost Tribe of the Sith, about the ambitions and abilities of the big bad Abeloth, then at that point there is only one logical place for this story to go. So by the time the book started wrapping up and the massive clues were dropping, it was anticlimactic. For me it wasn't a point of if it was going to happen that way, it was a matter of when, and the smaller details that I don't want to get into here to spoil it for those people who may not get it as quickly as I did. Now obviously the characters in the book don't have the luxury of knowing they are in book 8 of a 9 book series, so that extra information I am using to solidify my thesis early on of where the Abeloth story is headed, the author has to give Luke in a more organic way. But as a result, Luke and friends visiting all these former Sith planets is, like I have said in previous reviews of other books in this series, is ultimately Luke and Ben running in place until the plot can have them go where it needs them to go. And I've been tired of that plot device for quite some time now, and to have it in book eight again was just unsatisfying. Ms. Golden, I have said from her other books in the series, is a good writer, and I really hope they give her a Star Wars duology or trilogy of her own sometime so we can see what she can really do in Star Wars untethered. Star Wars Fate of the Jedi Ascension is a book full of intrigue, light on Star Wars type action, and somewhere in the middle of compelling. While it's not my favorite book in this series, I can't see myself going back and picking this one up again. This needed bridge book to the end of the series fulfills its duty and sets the stage for Mr. Denning's Fate of the Jedi Apocalypse that we the faithful hope will be the powerhouse ending. Conversely to Fate of the Jedi Ascension, one of the great things about Timothy Zahn's now Star Wars classic Heir to the Empire is how easy it is to pick up and read again. It works fine on its own, but of course it is book one of a three book cycle. Being only three books, it lends itself to multiple readings without a giant time commitment. If you're interested in Star Wars EU and you haven't read Heir to the Empire yet, what are you waiting for? Since coming out 20 years ago, it is still one of the most satisfying reads of any Star Wars book to date. The Thrawn trilogy is the place to start if you want to dip your toes into this larger world. And be careful, for many, Heir to the Empire is a gateway book. If you haven't read it recently, or would like to revisit, this 20th anniversary edition is the copy you have to read. The last time I read Heir to the Empire before this review was for our recording of the Star Wars Action News Book Club. That show will be released around the same time as the new Star Wars movie, so stay tuned for that. But seriously, given that it was fairly recently I reread the book, for this review, I was aiming to just read the annotations at first. And then I found myself reading the passages that the annotations referred to for context... And then the next thing you know, I am reading entire chapters with the annotations and getting the full-on experience. Heir to the Empire grabbed me once again. If you're like me and have read Heir to the Empire more than once over the years, either in novel or audio formats or as a graphic novel even, then I suggest you still pick up a copy of this 20th anniversary edition just for the amazing information that is all over the margins. 
much like with Jonathan Bressman's Mad About Star Wars. In the margins of this book are tidbits of trivia and behind-the-scenes information that the author shares on the creation of this classic Star Wars novel. Information like why he named the planet Coruscant instead of just keeping it the Imperial Center. Happy accidents because Lucasfilm had him change things in his manuscript that, while annoying at the time, turned out to be godsends. How much guff he has gotten over the years for the hot chocolate reference. How he came about creating the character of Mary Jade as the Emperor's Hand, his inspirations for Thrawn, and so much more. I enjoyed the author's reflections back and felt I was being let in on a secret rather than being bombarded with self-congratulatory boosting. We also get a few insights from Betsy Mitchell, the editor of the book, that adds a nice counterpoint. I even enjoyed reading the foreword by Howard Rothman, president of Lucas Licensing, and Zahn's new introduction. We get a good sense of the uncertainty of the project, the risks they were all taking with this novel, and their actual surprise of how well-received the book was. These essays set a good tone for what they are going for with this edition of the book. And as an added bonus, Mr. Zahn even includes an all-new novella about Thrawn called Crisis of Faith, which ties in nicely, of course, with Heir to the Empire, but also with Mr. Zahn's most recent Star Wars book, Choices of One. Once again, Mr. Zahn revels in being able to give us more Thrawn fiction, and I found the novella went down easy. And while not necessarily needed, I am glad he decided to include this bonus content. And they went classy with the cover. The beautiful silver platinum book sleeve featuring simply the title and the imperial symbol, and best of all, if you take that off, imprinted on the actual hardcover is the original Heir to the Empire book sleeve art in beautiful black and white. A classy tribute to this book's place in Star Wars history. So while I was somewhere in the middle on Star Wars Fate of the Jedi Ascension, I highly suggest for collectors or first-timers alike, you pick up a copy of the 20th Anniversary Edition of Heir of the Empire and enjoy all that it has to offer. For Star Wars Action News and the Star Wars Action News Book Club, this is Brock. Now back to Arnie and Marjorie. Thank you, Brock. I'm really looking forward to a lot of the books coming up. The cap on Fate of the Jedi isn't going to be put on until next spring due to a little bit of a delay. And then the Darth Plagueis novel was delayed until January. And that is a book that I've been looking forward to since it was canceled. Everybody's intrigued by Darth Plagueis. Darth Plagueis the wise. Yeah, we'll see if he's really wise. Now, also last week, thanks to one of our forum members scoring some extra Boba Fett Blu-ray posters... We were giving one away on Facebook. We did this week. The winner had to be able to quote anything at all from the holiday special because Boba Fett Rising of Ractal, the closest thing I could come as far as an association is his holiday special when he rides a giant lizard. So you had to be able to quote something from the holiday special. Congrats to Dan Wright. You are the winner. Send an email with your shipping info by Halloween to show at SWActionNews.com and we will get that poster out to you. Also, Hasbro's been having their fans' choice vote lately and all of the star wars fan sites have been involved we did a two-round forum poll to see who were the top figures that star wars action news listeners wanted and there were some ties that were chosen by a random excel spreadsheet so here are the top 10 figures in order and the order does matter because what's going to happen is these top 10 plus all of the other top 10 figures are going to get assigned points by hasbro 
tomorrow. And then the top 20 of those are going to be announced in October on the Star Wars Insider website for another vote. And then that final figure will be announced during the fan appreciation presentation at Toy Fair in February. Now, I've seen a lot of the other sites who their top 10s were. I gotta say, ours is quite a bit different. Hasbro saying that they would never, ever make Jocasta new unless she was a fan's choice winner seems to have given her a strong running. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't get it. Why would you want the librarian? I'm sorry, but there's a librarian action figure down at our comic book store. It's been sitting there for years. It's in part of that same series as the Einstein. Yes. And she has sound. She goes, shh. Well, we had some requests for some larger figures, Zero with the Hut, also some behind-the-scenes figures like George Lucas and Flannel. That would be cute. I went to Hasbro for clarification, and I also asked when I was getting clarification about the beloved Tonica sister. Mm-hmm. And Hasbro came back and said any in-universe character that would be of normal size for a normal carded figure would be acceptable. So that meant no Zero the Hut and no behind-the-scenes figures, no George Lucas. Does that mean no EU? EU is acceptable. Anything okay. in universe. Yeah, but it's expanded universe. Yes, so that kind of, is it really in the universe? Yes, it is. Okay. It is. And so with that news, here are our top 10. Yes, the number one voted figure Wait among a- our listeners. Among our listeners, our host listeners. I cast my one vote like Let, everybody let's else. Let's start from number 10. All right, we'll start at number 10. The 10th most voted, and again, there were some ties for 8 through 12, and so randomly chosen. Number 10 is a droid. T3M4, or T3 for short. He's kind of cute. He looks like Wally. He looks a little bit like a puppy. He looks more like Ibo than Wally to yeah. me. Yeah. He is from Knights of the Old Republic 2. We have actually three entries in here from Knights of the Old Republic, and he is the first one t3m4 at first i i honestly didn't know t3m4 i thought it was going to be a protocol droid i was like really you guys voted for a repaint of a protocol droid no it's a totally new sculpt for a droid so i think that is very cool next up we have grand moff tarkin from a new hope upgrade i'm sorry i think of upgrade from idiocracy all the time you're the only one but yeah, i know yeah we've had two a new hope tarkins there was some discussion about this in the forums we had the one way back in the 90s it was the first new figure of the I guess still called modern Star Wars line. And given how much better figures are today than then, they thought it could use an upgrade. And then there was the Death Star briefing room box set. But what they did there was they just took the episode three Tarkin, who was not Peter Cushing, and gave him a little bit of a paint job. So it didn't really look like a good Peter Cushing figure. And so he is our number nine entry. Number eight, it was felt that having Jason and Jaina without Anakin was like a missing Brady so Anakin Solo, Han and Leia's third child, may he rest with the Force, is number eight. Number seven is Corrin Horn in a Jedi outfit. Truthfully, one of the coolest EU characters of all. Love all of his appearances, especially back in the X-Wing books. Stackpole, please come back. Number six is Darth Sion, who I thought really just made crappy cars. No, that's S-C-I-O-N. Oh! Okay, yeah, yeah. This is S-I-O-N. It's still a crappy car. He is also from Knights of the Old Republic. He's really cool looking. He looks like a half-decomposed zombie type thing. He looks like the Terminator. Not at all. Yes, he's got that eye thing. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator. Well, I guess I can see the eye a little bit. Either way, he's obviously got some sort of fungus and there's something going on. He needs to see the Jedi Doctor, the Darth Doctor. I think it's a real cool character design. And, you know, if they made him, you'd probably be able to take some removable 
helmet stormtroopers and make some death trooper customs. Number six, also from Knights of the Old Republic, Visus Mar, the blind Jedi who started off in Knights of the Old Republic 2. Number five, which I think is actually kind of cool, is Princess Kanisa. Ewok! They were supposed to make her, she's got canceled, she'll probably show up one way or another, but this is a good way to at least tell Hasbro people want her. Number four, from Knights of the Old Republic, from a certain point of view, the new Knights of the Old Republic campaign game, Darth Malgus. Apparently, I'm not the only one who thinks he's a total badass. I ordered the game just for his maquette, and now he is our number four figure request. Too many of these sound like diseases. I think Malgus sounds like some sort of fungal infection on your toenail. Yeah. I, they do. They sound like diseases. I think it's great. Number three, an upgraded yak face. Maybe it was the real yak fur. That was not the request. That was oh, it wasn't? We oh. just said a yak face upgrade. Oh. Admittedly, good old Salat Marie could use an upgrade, and on a vintage card would be pretty rocking. It would be pretty cool on a vintage card. Number two, I just put Gela Twilik. I don't care if it's Anne or Tan, as long as it's Gela. They're twins, and so I didn't want to make them think we were asking for a two-pack. Ah. We got to ask for one figure, so I just said Gela Twilik. And number one, a Tonica sister. Unfortunately, I don't think word got out far enough that a Tonica sister could be made, if they indeed could. Hasbro never said specifically, yes, you can make her, but when asked, they said any in-universe character. And so when I told that to our listeners, Tonica sister quickly rose to be the number one voted figure among our listeners. So I didn't see it on anybody else's list. It's probably not going to make it to the top 20. Even if everybody's number one made it to the top 20, there's a good chance that Hasbro could go, oh, we can't make that or won't make that for whatever reason. A lot of rumors out there, not a whole lot of fact or confirmation. So that was our number one figure choice, though. And imagine that. Hope Springs Eternal. I think it's funny that each site has a certain figure that they all promote. Yeah, but the one I really wanted before Tonica Sister was Wald, and Wald didn't even make our top 10. Yeah. It would have been nice to see Really? Do you need that? I really want a Kitster and Wald 2-pack, yes. Maybe Phantom Menace. Why? Eh, I don't know. Exactly. I like Rodians, the whole Greedo thing. Mm -hmm. I actually want a 2-pack of Wald and Greedo from the deleted scenes. Since they're making deleted scenes figures now, we could have two young Rodians, Wald and Greedo. So thank you to everyone who participated. We'll be sure to let you know when the vote is up at the Star Wars Insider official site. And that is our show for this week. We'll be back next week with more stories reports including your voicemails on what you're finding in stores so if you have any items you'd like to review or any store finds give us a call at 415-508-JEDI or send an mp3 or iphone voice memo to show at swactionnews.com and remember that you can find us on twitter and facebook as well we have links from swactionnews.com also don't forget i was joining the republic forces radio network crew reviewing the first arc from the new season over at republicforces.com and check them out also this week for a review of the latest episode. And finally, while I'm promoting things, be sure to check out Now Playing over at NowPlayingPodcast.com where we are starting a Hannibal Lecter retrospective series for Halloween, including the 1986 Michael Mann Manhunter, and then all of the Hannibal Lecter films. So check that out at NowPlayingPodcast.com. We'll see you next week. And at New York Comic Con. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Action News. 
You can find even more Star Wars coverage at our sister podcast, Republic Forces Radio Network, where we review each episode of the Clone Wars cartoon series. You can find that show at republicforces.com. If you're into Star Wars novels, check out the Star Wars Action News Book Club, where we read and review all the Star Wars novels. That podcast is at swactionnews.com. We want your feedback and suggestions for Star Wars Action News. You can email us at show at swactionnews.com or post your thoughts in the Star Wars Action News forums at swactionnews.com, the most friendly forums on the web. You can be on Star Wars Action News by calling our voicemail at 415-508-JEDI or sending an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at SWActionNews.com. All materials submitted become the property of Star Wars Action News and are subject to use on our show. You can help support Star Wars Action News by using the affiliate links on our homepage when shopping online. We would also appreciate it if you spread the word about Star Wars Action News by posting about us on Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, or just tell a friend about the show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, and you can also cast a vote for us each month at Podcast Alley. Links to both can be found on our homepage at SWActionNews.com. For more Star Wars collecting, please visit YakFace.com, HansHideout.Blogspot.com, and JediTempleArchives.com, and we thank those sites for their support of Star Wars Action News. Star Wars Action News is created, produced, and hosted by Marjorie and Arnie. The Star Wars Action News team is website designed by Jason, associate produced and announcements by Brock, reporters Jerry, Dan, Steve, and Justin, graphic design by Chris, and podcast enhancement by Barrett. Star Wars Action News is copyright 2011, all rights reserved. Star Wars Action News is not affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. The show is created by fans showing their love of Star Wars. Star Wars and all the Star Wars universe contains is trademarked and copyright Lucasfilm Limited, all rights reserved. Until next time, may the pegs be stocked and the Force be with you. Star Wars Action News. Now this is podcasting. Star Wars Action News is a production of Venganza Media Incorporated. AFX, God love them. They get some good exclusives. <laughs> I like that God love them. <laughs> it suddenly turned into a 60-year-old lady. God love them. Is it really in the universe? Yes, it is. Okay. It is. Until Dave Filoni says it isn't any. Snap. Burn. Hashtag burn. Probably show up one way or another. Okay, but... I thought you were saying she had cancer. I'm like, what? How could have an action figure of cancer? Cancer. <laughs>